everyone, and welcome to our latest tax podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking about Spanish withholding taxes and the ability of foreign funds to obtain a refund of those taxes. I'm joined by Juan Sosa, one of my tax partners who heads our Spanish practice, and he's got significant experience advising clients on these issues over many years. So Juan, welcome this morning. Thank you, Martin. Um, before we get into the latest developments, um, perhaps just to set the scene, could you briefly explain the types of um, withholding taxes that we're talking about? Yes, of course. Well, obviously today we will focus on dividend withholding taxes, which currently are set at 19% rate. Historically, they went up to 21%. But beyond dividend withholding taxes uh, in, in Spain, also we can think about interest withholding taxes potentially applicable to cross-border investors, despite they are usually covered by wider mm, withholding tax exemptions. So usually not to worry for foreign funds. In terms of capital gains tax, I should mention as well that there is no withholding tax, only self-assessment liabilities for any cross-border investors. So again, no withholding tax angle here. Okay, and and how does this differ from the position that a Spanish domestic fund would um, would be in? Well, actually, there is a huge difference, and this is the source of uh, of the claims now by a number of funds in the past. Whilst domestic funds initially suffer a 19% withholding tax, the same, but may recover that through the uh, crediting that withholding tax in their annual corporate tax return. In the past uh, and up to 2010, all foreign funds were prevented no, from recovering this withholding tax. So we're viewing no, a final 19% or whatever rate uh, tax cost in Spain. Okay, so pretty significant differential between the the one percent and the nineteen percent or whatever it might be. So, so just on the um, sort of historic challenges, what what was the basis that foreign funds were looking to um, argue that they should be able to get the withholding tax reduced or reclaimed? Yes, I, absolutely. I mean, from to around 2000 onwards, a number of funds began to seek withholding tax refunds from the Spanish tax authorities on the basis of discrimination and the fundamental freedoms under the EU treaty, mainly the free movement of capital, as we all know. They used as benchmark a European Court of Justice case law like Santander, Focus Bank, Fidelity Funds. In the meantime, as a result of proceedings by the European Commission, Spain had to amend their non-resident income tax rules in 2010 to allow recovery of withholding taxes, but they recover, they, they restricted these to foreign usage. More recently, in 2019, a Spanish Supreme Court ruling confirmed the extension of the free movement of capital a principle to US regulated mutual funds, meaning that, well, not only US, but potentially any non-EU funds comparable to UTITs are also entitled to recover Spanish withholding tax up to the 1% rate for domestic funds. Okay, and, and so that was 2019 with that Supreme Court decision, but there have been more recent developments in the middle of last year. Is is that right, Juan? Yes, correct. I mean, this is the subject of, of our call, of course. Uh, this is the Audiencia Nacional ruling of July 2021, which extended the free movement of capital and discrimination principles to a German alternative investment fund in this case, confirmed the right of this IF to recover the withholding tax. In my view, of course, the reasoning applied if by the Supreme Court may be clearly extended to non-EU IFs. Yeah? Mm. 
And I should also mention that the Audiencia Nacional ruling has been appealed to the Supreme Court by the Spanish tax authorities. So we will need uh, to see what happens no, at, at that level. But in any event, as we will discuss later, protective claims are advisable from now due to the statute of limitations, Martin. Okay, great. And, and and on this, I think you sort of touched on the point already, but there is this sort of concept of um, comparability that you've got to say that your non-Spanish fund is sufficiently similar to the Spanish fund that you're comparing it with to potentially qualify for the the one percent effective rate of tax. So, what what are the factors that um, that you will be looking at when making that assessment of comparability? Well, absolutely, this depends on the fund type, but focusing no, on the latest decision that we are discussing today relating to IFS, I would say that key requirements uh, would include, well, evidencing that the fund is regulated and subject to comparable uh, supervision by a comparable regulator to the Spanish CNMB. For this purpose, I would say that any OECD jurisdictions should qualify. Also, if non-EU fund that tax information exchange provisions are available for the Spanish tax authorities to verify you know, any comparability items. And from this perspective, any, let's say, treaty jurisdictions should be well placed. And finally, the 25 investors minimum threshold may become a very relevant requirement depending on the outcome no, of, of the existing appeal at the, at the Supreme Court level, Martin. Okay. Okay. So, so it sounds like yeah, if if I'm a manager, if I've got a fund which looks comparable because it's regulated, there's a double tax treaty in place with a relevant jurisdiction with with information exchange, and you know potentially I meet this 25 investor requirement that there are actions that I I should be taking. Um, so maybe Juan, you know, what 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 would a manager in such a position think about doing? Yes, I mean, we are as by advising, as you know, uh, and I managed to check whether there, there are material dividend withholding tax born in Spain in the past four years. Uh, this is obviously the first step. If this is the case, verify if they meet the comparability requirements and there is appropriate evidence of that, of course. And if so, they should be putting uh, clearly protective claims without waiting for the Supreme Court ruling, particularly if more than 25 investors uh, in, in the relevant years. Going forward, uh, any IFs with material investments in Spanish equities, uh, I would also advise to file protective claims on a yearly basis to recover withholding tax until the time that, well, presumably at some stage, the Spanish legislations, uh, legislation is amended. And uh, finally, from let's say um, operational and cost perspective, Martin, uh, I believe that it is important to select an advisor who can act in administrative and civil courts, for instance, not being restricted by audit independent rules. And also, I should note that any refund approved by the uh, Spanish tax authorities or a court would also include in, uh, statutory interest no? mm, accrued from the date of each withholding tax. The annual rate is 3.75%. So this should help to cover litigation costs in many cases. Okay, no, that's great. So it sounds like there's a, a real opportunity now and people given that four-year statute of limitation should be should be taking the action. Um, in, in, in terms of when we're gonna know definitively, presumably we've got to wait for the Supreme Court to give its ruling. So do you have a sense plan of when that might, um, when that might happen? Mm -hmm. 
Well, mm, standard average uh, expectation would be between one and two years. Eh? Uh, but again, eh, I I think that the statutory uh, interest uh, uh, entitlement uh, will cover uh, that uh, waiting period. Eh? And uh, in the meantime, clearly my recommendation is that protective claims should be considered from now. Great. All right. Well, thank you, Juan. Um, I think we'll bring things to a close there. Plenty of food for thought for clients. So do do investigate whether you've suffered these withholding taxes. And if so, we'd be delighted to um, discuss further with you. But um, for now, thanks for listening. Thanks, Juan, for um, joining.